So we're going to jump into the word this morning. So let's just pray. Lord, thank you that you have something to say to us, that you're speaking to us. And as we open your word, make it come alive to us. Bring life and hope to us. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know about you, but when I was a young guy, I was a curious. In fact, I know all kids are curious. I got three grandkids, and they're always asking me questions. They got questions about all kinds of the things. They want to know what I was like when I was little. They want to know why the, the sky was blue. They want to know why, why snowflakes are all different. Whatever. They can, you can never imagine what a question a child is going to ask. They're always asking uh, something. And uh, yesterday we uh, uh, went to my neighbor's house. They came over. I said, we'll go to my neighbor's and ask them for some candy while you're here, right? So uh, my grandson just walked up to the door and he opened their door. <laughs> I said, you can't just open up their door. He said, why? <laughs> the kids are just naturally curious, aren't they? And uh, I remember when I was about five years old, driving in our van, we had a, we had a 1965 Dodge van. It had a big steering wheel. Because uh, there was no power steering in that van, right? And I remember my dad would steer the steering wheel with his stomach. <laughs> I was five. I can remember that. And uh, uh, when I was 16, my dad would smoke, so he would be lighting a cigarette. And <laughs> when I was 16 and got my driver's license, you know the very first thing I did? <laughs> I drove down the street, and I tried steering the van with my, with my stomach. Because that's what kids do. We, we're curious. We want to learn. Uh, and, uh, and we learn things from our parents. So I, I want to ask if you're online, uh, make sure you comment in the comment section uh, what it is your parents taught you. Maybe there's something you learned from your mom. Maybe there's something you learned from your dad. Put it in the comment section there. And let's get some, get some talk and make sure it's G-rated though, okay? And uh, maybe there's something that you've tried to teach your kids. Uh, maybe you're trying to teach them to pray or to clean up their room or whatever. So put those things, whatever. What, what is it that you're trying to teach right now? What is it that you learned from your mom and your dad? Also want to uh, just welcome Sam Reish is here today, man, who leads the Gideons in Prince George. Welcome to you. Nice to have you in church today. And uh, I don't know about you. Did your parents teach you anything, Sam, when you were young? Learn anything? They tried. tried. (laughs) Well, you know, the Bible says uh, that family and church are two institutions that God gave us. And one of them... uh, uh, the family is where he intended us to learn and to grow. You know, there was a young girl named Martha, and she was, she was uh, at school, and she was telling her, uh, her teacher about how her dad had taught her that, uh, that uh, this guy was swallowed by a whale. And the teacher said, well, it's impossible for a whale to swallow a person because even though a whale is very large, it has a very small throat, and it can't swallow a person. And Martha said to the teacher, well, my dad taught me that Jonah was swallowed by a whale. And the teacher said, well, well, uh, she was very irritated. And she said, uh, a whale, it's impossible, cannot swallow a person. It's physically impossible. And the little girl said to the teacher, well, when I get to heaven, I'm going to ask Jonah. And the teacher said, well, what if Jonah went to hell? And the little girl said, then you ask him. 
<laughs> well, in our Abide series, you know, we've been talking a lot about being children, God's children, hearing God's voice, following God, abiding in the vine. And uh, God in his wisdom has, has created the family, and he's created the church as places where we could nur- be nurtured and grow. And God is also wanting to work and nurturing us so that we can grow as his children. Shouldn't be a surprise to us to know that the two biggest targets that the devil has in our world are the family and the church. And we've been hearing about that this morning. Paul reminded Timothy that part of our faith was a battle against the spiritual forces that are at work in this world. You know, just like parents, we have a desire to teach our children, and God has a desire to teach us as his children. God wants to teach you. He wants to lead you. Jesus said these words, and we talked about this scripture a couple of weeks ago in Luke chapter 10, verse 21. Father, Lord of heaven and earth, I thank you for hiding these things from those who think themselves wise and clever and for revealing them to the childlike. You know, childlike isn't referring to being immature here. It's referring to being what we were just talking about, inquisitive and curious and having a desire to know what God knows. You know, as we pursue God with a hunger and a curiosity, we will draw out of him the things that we might not have known otherwise. Jeremiah 33, verse 3, God said these things. Call to me, and I will answer you. You know, one of the reasons people don't desire to hear God's voice, I think, is because we're, not because we don't believe he speaks, but it's that we fear we might not be able to discern God's voice from our own thoughts. Uh, Sometimes we might be afraid it's the devil that's trying to deceive us. Sometimes people are afraid that they will think, uh, other people will think that we're fanatics if we're hearing God's voice. Uh, That somehow they might think we're weird to hear the Heavenly Father. But we want you to know that God actually said to us, call to me and I will answer you. He's assuring us that it's perfectly normal. We can believe that only the pastor or very good people can hear God's voice. You know, Jesus had an amazing ability to be a great friend. Jesus was known to be friends of people whom everyone else labeled as hopeless cases or notorious sinners. I don't know if anybody here feels like sometimes you're a hopeless case or you're notoriously a sinner. Well, I want you to know that it was so characterized in Jesus' life and ministry that his biggest critics used these things against him. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 19, it says, Here is a glutton and a drunkard describing Jesus. He's a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes we think Jesus wants to talk to people that have it all together. And Jesus was accused of wanting to speak to people that didn't have it all together. So much that people called him a drunk and a glutton. How can we grow in confidence in hearing God's voice? So today I want to talk about two ways that we can grow in confidence 
in hearing God's voice. Number one, by knowing the Bible. You know, the Bible is our authority for knowing the truth. We know God's will from the Bible. We know his character. We know his plans. We know uh, what God is up to by knowing the Bible. You know, by spending time with God and his word, you become familiar with who he is, what he loves, what he wants to do, what his plans are, etc. And so I want to encourage you that this is our measuring stick when we're hearing God's voice. If what you're hearing doesn't line up with this, then it's probably not something you're hearing from God. So you're saying, I'm, I'm worried. Is that something I just made up? Well, you can measure uh, what you're hearing by God's word. Another great uh, uh, tool is by memorizing the word. When the word is hidden in your heart, it gives us confidence in hearing God's voice because it's in our hearts. We know what God said because it's in us. And as he's speaking to us, we know, hey, that's familiar. That, that lines up with what I know God's word is. By meditating on his word, we see how it can apply to our lives. And it becomes practical. And then we can obey it because it becomes real to us. You know, there's no shortcut for knowing the Bible. You know, there's Bible apps that we can get for our phone. Uh, you can get the version Bible app. You can get the Bible Gateway Bible app. There's all kinds of really great Bible apps. And we can use the fact that we have a Bible app as an excuse <laughs> to knowing God's Word. There's no excuse. There's no shortcut. The only way that you will know God's Word is by reading the Word, by memorizing the Word, by meditating on the Word. How does this apply to me? How am I going to follow? How am I going to apply? That's how we do it. There's no shortcut. I'm sorry to say. You can use the Bible app. I encourage you if, you. if you use the Bible app and you can read the Bible, you can memorize the verses with your Bible app, I say go for it. But don't use it as an excuse. Just because it's in your pocket doesn't make any difference, right, in your life. You can grow in confidence in hearing God's voice by knowing his word. You know one of the things the devil will try to take away from you? This very thing. There will always be an excuse, it seems like, when it comes to reading the Word. When it comes to memorizing the Word, oh, you can't, I can't learn that. It's too hard. <laughs> this week we've been memorizing the Scripture, 1 uh, Peter 5, verse 8 in our church. Uh, be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the, the devil, is what? Prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for who he made. You know, the devil is out there, and he's trying to distract you from what is going to help you to hear God's voice, right? And this is, this is what's going to protect you from that. I want to just encourage you. The second thing uh, that can help us grow in confidence is by asking God to speak to you as you read the Bible. Now, we've been talking about the Logos which is the general will of God. The Logos is, is a translated into English as the word of God, which means it's the general will of God. And the rhema, 
which is a specific message that comes from the Bible given for a specific person at a specific time. And so this is one of the things that can help you grow in confidence in hearing God's voice. I want to just talk to you about what a rhema will do for a, whole, a few minutes this morning as we're closing the service. The Holy Spirit can take something from the Bible and suddenly, or over a period of time, he can use that to speak directly to you in a powerful way, to your own life, to your own circumstances, to your own situation. A rhema will do, I want to talk about three things as we're closing today. Number one, a rhema will give you assurance. It'll give you assurance of your salvation. Is God really in my life? Is he, do I, am I really going to heaven? Well, you know what? God can speak to you and give you assurance. God can speak to you that he's in control in your life, that he's walking with you, that he's helping you. He's giving you strength. He's working in your situations. This week, I was speaking to one of our elders, Cheryl Friesen, and she was relating a story to, to me. Her aunt was killed in a car accident uh, two weeks ago today, I believe it was, uh, hit by a truck on the highway. Her aunt's name was Joy. And her mom was really going through a difficult time, as you can imagine, about this, her sister dying. And she was in prayer and asking God to give her assurance. You know the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you, give you a rhema word, and assure your life? Well, Cheryl told me the story that her mom was praying, and she opened and asked God, give me assurance. And she opened the Bible to John chapter 16 and verse 22, and the words of Jesus stood out to her. And she read these words, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Her sister's name was Joy. Huh? I tell you, assurance came into her heart where Joy was with Jesus and they were going to be together again. And I tell you, the Holy Spirit wants to use a rhema to give you assurance. Another way a rhema can uh, work in your life is that God can make his promises personal to you. Did you know there's 700 promises of God in the Bible. There are some that are great logoses. They're just the general will of God, and they apply to everybody. Some are specifically written to other people. And one, uh, one of those promises was sent to me by text message this week from someone in one of my connect groups. Joshua 1 verse 5. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. You know, I am not, I've never been with Moses, but jo uh, Joshua was. And this scripture was speaking directly. These words were written to Joshua. As I was with Moses, I will be with you. But you know what? I'm, even though I'm not Joshua, God used this promise to speak a rhema to me. I was going through something. I needed to make a decision. I was feeling a bit heavy about it that day. And I was unsure of what I should do. And the scripture says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'll tell you, the rhema word of God came alive in my heart. And I knew God was with me and he would help me in this decision that I needed to make that day. 
<laughs> Isn't that amazing how the specific promise was, even though it was written to Joshua, a rhema made it come alive to me, and he wants to do that to you with his promises as well. The last way uh, thing can happen uh, with a rhema word is it will give you faith. You know, faith gives us the ability to live for God even when life is hard. Difficult things in front of you. Hard uh, things to navigate through. Well, faith can give you ability to live for God, to act and obey and to step out in God's will. You know, two years ago, a little over two years ago, God gave me the dream to start Gateway Church Live, which many of you are watching on right now. And I remember going to our board and elders and telling them about this vision, this dream that I had, and our, they kind of looked at me with, what? What are you talking about? Church on the internet? You know, cameras? Like, what is that? <laughs> it was just a dream. But we prayed, and we talked about it, and others came with confirmations. There were steps of faith. People rose up and said they wanted to help. There was a girl, Kara Christina, who happened to have a leave from work. And she taught some of her classes online. And she came to me and said, I want to help in the church, Pastor Greg. Is there something I can do? And at first, I didn't even think of this. But I started talking to her about it, and we realized it was the perfect fit. And you know who started Gateway Church Live? was Kara. <laughs> the lab teacher from the CNC. The Holy Spirit can use a rhema word to give you faith, to do something that seems impossible. Let's stand. We're going to close. You know, the devil is going to come against you in hearing the voice of God. Hearing the voice of your heavenly father. He'll try to convince you you're too busy to read his word. He'll try to convince you that you can't memorize his words. He'll try to rob you of time to receive a rhema word. God wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to me, yes. But he wants to speak to you, yes. He does. And so I'm just going to ask you this morning as we're closing the service just to consider how God is speaking to you today. Let's just invite you to close your eyes with me and just ask the Lord to begin to speak to you. Is there anything that he wants you to do so you can hear his voice more? Are you spending time in his word? Are you memorizing his word? Are you meditating and obeying his word? So are you asking the Holy Spirit to speak to you? He wants to bring confidence into your life. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're at work in us, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you that, that uh, even though it can be a challenge, you want to help us. You want to give us confidence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you've given us these tools. Thank you that you've given us these assurances in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we're ending this service, if 
there's people that are with us today. Maybe you've never opened your heart to Jesus before. I just want to invite you to say a prayer with me right now. Lord Jesus, just open my heart to you today. I invite you to come into my life. I ask you to forgive me, Lord, to wash my life clean, my thoughts and my, the intents of my heart. Lord, give me a fresh start, a new start. I want to walk with you as the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.